Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today we're going to be talking about a situation that many people post-divorce find themselves in when they start dating somebody with children, they have children themselves, they try to blend the family and their partner continually prioritizes their own biological children, both prior to and after actual marriage. So it doesn't kind of matter if these are the legal stepkids or what, um, but sometimes people find themselves in this situation I've been asked to write about it. Or... No, I've been asked to talk about it. <laughs> um, anyhow, before we dive into that, please do subscribe. My most uh, recent subscription-only episode was about what types of interactions predict sexless marriages outside the bedroom. There's personality variables at play that also go along with people who find themselves in sexless marriages, so you don't want to miss that. So what sort of... Um, Okay, so so what sort of couples are we talking about here? Like, what is the usual dynamic when, that people find themselves in when it's a situation where their partner prefers their biological kids? So, like, let's just, I mean, I could, like, flesh out, like, oh, what does it mean when your partner picks their kids? We all know what it means, you know? Like, I mean, everybody knows what that means. Like, the person prioritizes their own kids, you know? I mean, it's not too hard. So, we're, like, if there is a fun thing to do, they ask their kids first. They're always thinking about their kids' extracurriculars. They're thinking about their kids' development. They're thinking about their kids' little bur- burgeoning personality. They'll talk about that for hours and hours, you know? And if you bring up something about your kids, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> and they don't really even engage. They don't take your kid for special time. They don't have special activities with your kid. They're not thinking about the uh, grades or the teachers or the anything of your kid, really. They're nice to your kid. They're not even nice to your kid. You got a bigger problem, which we could circle back to. But uh, most people are still nice to the other kid. Um, but they just obviously prioritize their own to the point that your biological kids are seeing this. So what kind of people find themselves in this situation? Well, you got to refer back to a lot of my body of work here because these are usually people that are enablers of difficult people. You know, these are people who grew up having their own needs never uh, acknowledged. And so then what do they do? They put their kids unintentionally in the same kind of situation because it's familiar. Because a person who does not prioritize your children is not prioritizing you. It's very, very simple. This is a one-to-one correspondence. There's no such thing as like, oh, my husband really loves me, but he really hates my kids. And how difficult does that make it for you? So how much does he really love you? Or even, my husband really loves me, but he really, you know, he has no feelings about my kids. How, you know? How could he have no feelings? If he loves you, he's got to love your kids. That's kind of just how it is. If your kids are being total assholes and they're making themselves completely unlovable, this is also a thing then maybe we got something to talk about because then you got many people in your life that are treating you badly. Not only is it now your partner because he's picking his own kids, but your own kids are treating you bad by not trying to help out and be nice and normal and team members within your uh, family that do not run off your partner, you know? So, like, if, if your kids don't want you to be happy, this is because of the same exact variable we're talking about. You 
put your needs somewhere down in the basement. You're taking care of everybody else's needs all the time. So then your kids don't think much about, man, if we're really an asshole to Bob, Bob might leave mom. Then mom would be upset. Mom deserves to be happy. Let's not tell Bob, fuck you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, but let's talk about first the situation where your kids are relatively nice, you know, and they're just kind of normal kids and your, your partner, like he's nice to them or she's nice to them, but the own, their own kids constantly get, um, psychological, financial, emotional, and physical help a lot and attention a lot more than yours. This is a situation that you got to nip in the bud. You have to understand that you have not advocated successfully for your children because you don't know how to advocate for yourself. So in this sort of situation, you got to call it out. Never in front of the children, not ever. You got to say something like, Bob, I've noticed that you put your kids first. Bob's going to be like, what are you talking about? Don't you see? Like, we just spent money for your kids to go to camp too. What do you mean? Blah, blah. You say, Bob, like, I, I am really noticing that when you say, like, oh, there's a movie on TV, you know, you say, Johnny and Janie, why don't you come here before you talk about, you know, Susie and Timmy. So you got to have, like, a couple examples. And then if, if Bob's, like, a real dick, you got to say, listen, you know, you, you're not being nice. I don't need the cross-examination. I don't need to present a PowerPoint on how you're picking your own kids. I just want you to watch it and try to behave differently in future. And if you got any problems with how I treat your kids, let's talk about it now. Because I think we should be treating all the kids the same. We should be saying I love you to the kids the same, giving the same resources to the same kids. And that's how it's going to be in our family. Otherwise, we're not ever going to be a united family. And if you're partner has problems with that, then couples counseling is in order. But the majority of people in this situation have never advocated so directly for their own needs or for those of their kids. Kids are an extension of you, kind of how you treat yourself frequently is how you would stand up for your kids. And in this situation, it's kind of not at all. Then there are some people who are in the situation, which we should get to because as I'm speaking, I'm realizing it really is kind of common where your kids are active assholes to Bob. Now, in this situation, Bob has got a leg to stand on, right? Because your kids are being assholes. <laughs> I mean, it's not too hard to explain. So, of course, Bob's going to pick his own kids. He would probably pick anybody over your kids because your kids actively hate him. So, in this case, the sit-down is going to be with your kids where you advocate for yourself. And you say, listen, I'm and this goes either gender. I'm just using a mom with Bob because, you know... Uh, I, you know, I got to pick an example. So you would say to your kids, listen, I noticed that you are acting terrible to Bob. This is really hurting my relationship. It's making it super stressful. I love you, but y'all are going to leave the house one day. And while you're always my number one priority, you want me to have a life, right? You don't want me to follow you to college. You want to hang out when you're like at the dining hall, right? Because I can never have a relationship because you run everybody off. Do you? No. And so you want for mommy to be happy. So, you know, different levels of this conversation is appropriate for different ages. The age where they're teenagers is the age where they are really assholes to Bob, usually. And so then you could really say, you are being selfish. I am a person too. I am trying very hard to have a loving relationship with another adult, which you should want for me because I always want the best for you. And you don't want me, you know, hanging around you because you've 
you're my only person in the world. You want me to be my own person, just as I want you to spread your wings and fly. You know, I also have to be my own person too. So that is a very point blank discussion that you can have with teenagers. And if they have real bones to pick about Bob, then they can bring it up to you. And then you can figure out if if there's really something going on where Bob's a secret asshole to your kids. And that's why they're assholes. But usually you have kind of an idea of what's been going on since the inception. If your kids have been giving Bob the cold shoulder, despite him trying to play catch and whatever the hell, you know, then then you're going to really know what's going on. But in the situation where, which I do see, the kids are great, they're fine, and Bob just picks his own kids every day of the week, then it is because you have not laid down a strong enough boundary. And you may have to refer back to the When Men Don't Ever Take Care of You podcast, or if you're the man, to the Workhorse podcast. And this is people that grew up with a narcissistic parent. Their needs were always given short shrift, and they never learned to advocate for themselves. And so they are terrified of confrontation. They're terrified of running off the person that finally is into them and because they have low self-esteem, not because there's anything wrong with them. Um, And they would be able to find other partners, which brings me to a point later. I mean, it's, it's an easily predictable point, which is if Bob's really a dick to your kids, guess what? There's like 20 zillion Bobs on Tinder. But um, yeah, like you're not used to advocating for yourself. You're not used to confronting anybody about anything, certainly not about your needs. So therefore, you are not setting strong and hard boundaries. And you're not even teaching Bob. You're not saying, oh, you know what? Timmy would really love to go to the game with you. Why don't you just take the boys? That would be fun and I'll be with the girls. Or why don't you, you know, you don't have your kids one day because they're with your ex. Why don't you take my kids while I get a manicure? That would be fun. They really like to hang out with you and then they could bond with you. No, you're not going to go, you know, play tennis by yourself because we're in a family. My kids are still our kids, right? Et cetera, et cetera. So never in front of the kids. Because if he's like, I fucking don't want to do that. I'm going to play tennis. Then you don't need your kids to hear that. I mean, don't worry. They, they already know that Bob is not that into them. But you would say this privately. And then that brings me to the point that if Bob doesn't change, then get rid of Bob. Because, and I know it's easier said than done, of course, but these are your children and you do not need to be paying for hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of therapy over the course of their lifespans because mom picked Bob the asshole over us. And that shit does happen. So you, a, a, a necessary but not sufficient criterion for a partner post-divorce is that they treat your children with love and respect and Furthermore, that they treat them equivalently over time to their own children, particularly if you're all living in the same home. Because at that point, it becomes extremely dramatic when there is a big difference. If one child is always getting um, all of the opportunities uh, and, and the other child is not. So think about this. And if this really impacts you, you know, if this speaks to you, then there are very obvious ways that you could change it, but they are going to involve having higher self-esteem and the ability to advocate for yourself, which you did not learn growing up. So this is where therapy can come in and really help you be your best self, because if it is so hard for you to advocate for your kids, then you are also not teaching them how to self-advocate. So they will grow up 
thinking, man, I guess I do deserve the smaller piece of pizza. Or, man, I guess I don't deserve to go to dance camp because I never got to go to dance camp. Only those other kids got to go to dance camp. And also the conflict between the kids, the blended family kids, is going to be tremendous because kids are not stupid and they understand when they are not treated the same. And this isn't like normal variation. I'm talking about like when it's very obvious. Now, there is, of course, there's always two sides to everything. So if you think there's obvious prioritization, but other people don't see it, and your kids have never mentioned it really, then it could be a you thing. It could be like a you're super rejection sensitive, therefore you're rejection sensitive on behalf of your own kids, and you are being triggered by perhaps being the less preferred sibling growing up or like whatever. So that, again, would also be useful to address in therapy because it's, you know, you don't want to make a problem when there's not actually a problem. But this is more of a situation where other people looking in would and possibly have said something about the disparity in how the children are treated. And family counseling can be good, but frequently couples counseling is, is better because when the kids are involved, there's all sorts of things that can happen in the room, and frequently it's good for the parents to hammer out where they are so they could be the strong core of the family, the united front on the same page, instead of the kids uh, being in the room when all these things are being hammered out. There, you Look, it, it's individual preference. Some people would like family counseling, but uh, a lot of times that same thing can be expedited and the root of the issue is between the adults you know not necessarily between Bob and Timmy Bob and Timmy are probably having a bad problem because Timmy's mom you in this podcast has not really figured out what the hell is going on and feels quote trapped in the middle between like two people that she probably may have trained to both act like assholes to her because of her own issues you know with self-esteem so that is another case that I see where like the mother has trained the kids to treat her like shit refer to my don't treat your kids like like the the podcast on don't let your kids treat you like garbage and um then also guess what the men in her life treat her like shit and this could be the gender change too man who has his kids that look down on him and women look down on him why because he looks down on him because he was raised in a way not to have any internal self-worth and so then these two sets of assholes one that you're dating slash married to one that's your children these two warring sets of assholes really make some problems you know they really make some chaos because you have basically abdicated your role as somebody who should set down some boundaries because you don't know how to do it. So in this case, nothing to be ashamed of. If you notice as I'm talking, boy, that's me. I always feel like I'm caught in the middle in every situation. Then that is stuff that internal self-work and self-reflection, particularly targeted toward your family of origin issues, that could really uh, be directed toward you know, kind of building up a core of, of self-esteem where you really don't anymore believe that you're somebody who should get shit on as you currently kind of do probably because you expect it because it's happened for your whole life. So if this spoke to you, also, you could listen to it with your partner. You could be like, no, nah, I don't think you're as big of an asshole as Bob. But, you know, why don't we think about, like, ways in which this actually happens? Because it's something that I, th- I think about myself. I don't know if it's just me or I don't know, like, what's going on. But I do know that, like, you know, Susie said that your kids get all this stuff. And I quite honestly notice it myself. And how are we going to make this more equivalent? Because I really want our marriage to go well. Something like that. 
even something like that is it feels to many people like an insurmountable like I'm telling them like to go find Moby Dick and you know like <laughs> so like 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 task like Odysseus you know like has his journey no you want to get to a place where you could say stuff like that and if that seems to you like oh my god who could possibly bring something up like that then you need your internal self-work to start happening immediately because that is the sort of sentence that you want to be able to say boy I notice that our kids kind of get treated different here I don't know if it's me that's getting sensitive to it or if it's a real thing that's happening either way I want to address it so that's the sort of sentence that should not make you cringe. If it does, then then you, you can build up to it. You can build up to it by going to counseling and talking about where you learned that you're somebody who should not have any needs and should not ever self-advocate. All right, well, hopefully this spoke to some people that needed it, and I will talk to everybody soon. Be sure to subscribe if I'm adding value to your life, and also join my Facebook group for interesting discussions about all these topics and more.